welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario World Part 2 Yoshi's Island Part 2 for the Super Nintendo. Hopefully you all liked part one so much that you've come back for part two. Uh, Part one, we did talk about the mechanics of the game and our brief histories with it. Uh, And this week, we are going to get right into things with some general chat. And I would just like to start by saying that I think this game is gorgeous, super fun, and full of amazing sprites. But somewhere along the way, the gameplay just never fully gels for me. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Like, it's definitely one of the best looking games on the Super Nintendo. It's gorgeous. You know, it's uh, but I, I wasn't I, it never quite pulled me in, you know? Yeah, I really wanted to be pulled in. It's just that I never I don't know. There's just the way I want to play a Mario game. This game does not want me to play. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want to be at full speed as often as possible. Sure. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, well, first off, you've got the weird jump, which really kind of I think they did a good job of like balancing the game around it. Like, it's not asking too much of you for using this weird jump. And I think it's probably more just maybe personal preference. I don't know if I would even go so far as to say it's like objectively a bad jump, you know, but Mm -hmm. It, it does feel weird, though. No, I mean, and we're talking to a guy that, and I loved playing as Luigi in Mario 2. Sure, sure. And he's got a bit of a squirrely jump there, but the whole dip at the end of this jump is just so hard to gauge. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, um, you know, one thing that I kind of prefer the controls, the physics of Super Mario Brothers 3 as opposed to Super Mario World. So mm-hmm. it's kind of got that still, this this kind of squirreliness about it that I, I, I'm not a huge fan of. But it, it's all, to me, it's all amplified by the the size and weird shape of your sprite. Like you're, Yes, you're, you are huge. You're huge, but your your landing area isn't. Like there's, I, I got hit quite a few, to, like where I had to relearn how to approach where I'm like, this isn't Mario. You have to land on top. Like these types of jumps where something's like moving upwards and you used to be able to just like bounce off kind of with the, like maybe the bottom right corner of your sprite where you just like ding off the corner. And anytime I would try that, it was not happening. Like I had to be much more cautious and it, I don't know, it, it loses something, you know? And not even in the like landing zones, but like when you're just trying to to land and then attack a creature or, you know, interact with it by eating it or whatever, you need more time than you would in a standard Mario game. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it also, you know, there's no timer really here in this game. So it doesn't. No. It's not really necessary to go fast ever. Yeah, which brings me to another point that this game was really made for children with limitless amounts of time on their hands yeah i mean i can see it like because i have seen it it, my my daughter will sit there and just play that same level for an hour just to make sure she gets everything out of it 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, in the beginning, yeah. I was exploring a lot more, but pretty quickly, I was like, "Wait a minute! This this is just it's it's like it reminded me of Donkey Kong Country, where it's like, yeah, you can find more bananas. It's like I I don't need all these stars or extra men. Like I, I'm getting too many already, so I'm not really worried about it. And it's, then you know, for the last half or so of the game, I was just like, ah, just push through. Like there will be levels where I'd be like, oh, I bet there's something sweet under here. And, and yeah. I, would, I would notice it and I'd be like, yeah, no, there's nothing sweet under there. Well, I mean, so. <laughs> you do get the the secret bonus levels. Yeah. But you have to do everything to unlock it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like just, if you could just get by with like a 90 percent or maybe perfect two levels, but you got to get every single one of them. And that's just such an investment. And I'm not really looking to play a whole lot more levels with this weird thing I don't enjoy. <laughs> like, Yeah. Which is a bummer because every new level is amazing to look at it yeah it's it is a gorgeous game like i, I keep saying it like <laughs> but it's beautiful like all of the backgrounds are so good and i think the music is it's really it's not as broad of a soundtrack as we've heard like but it has some really great like high quality samples of music mm -hmm. and stuff and the sprite work i love the design or the redesign of so many enemies in this game oh they all look great and cartoony and like yeah i mean awesome. There are a lot of enemies you've seen before, but like, you know, different variations of them. But everything has like a whole, has a much more cartoony, squish and stretch kind of look to them. I mean, the flap of the wings on the Koopa Troopers, Koopa Troopas, <laughs> love it. And, uh, you know, just every sprite reimagined with this kind of thicker outline it just looks so much cooler. It does. It does. And um, it just, I don't know, it's, it's a game that... It really tricks you too because I think the um, again the music is great and it's very relaxing. Like and then it's like penetrated by these periodic bursts of it's that baby scream. Like oh my, the, I hate it so much. Possibly like, the worst video game noise of all time. It sucks, man. Like and, and you know we kind of mentioned it last week where you get hit, the baby starts screaming. You're like stunned and the enemies are still doing stuff. Even if you're invincible, you're just like, oh, my God, like <laughs> it, it, it catapults you into frustration. It's bizarre. And then another thing that was on the less fun end of the spectrum are those transformations. Like usually in a Mario game, I'm always looking forward to like the new power up. Yeah. And getting a, you know, whatever. But in this game, I was never excited by a transformation. Well, I, I think. Again, this is a place where it kind of reminded me of Donkey Kong, where it was like, well, it's like getting an animal where it's like, all right, here's the mole section. You do that and then you're done. Or the helicopter section. You know, it was never it's not like a, a true power up where you're like, OK, I'm going to use this at a, at a different place or a level to make it easier or anything, you know, like. Right. It, yeah. Like that. That's what to me, like, was really missing from the exploration is like, I just want some power ups, man. Yeah. Like if you if there was a, a Super Mario Baby star in every level or two, <laughs> I think that would go a long way to just like making me enjoy the, you know, the levels more. Yeah. And I mean, you do get the egg shot, which is eh, it's OK. I, I really like it. I, it's I, a cool I, mechanic. I like it in theory. Like, I'm not a fan of the the aiming system. Like, I'd rather just shoot it forward or, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Contra style and then aim it from there. But that's just me. I mean, it's it works perfectly fine here. Now, I do love that the boss fights are all kind of puzzles in a way. I love the boss fights. Uh, the boss fights and usually the castles and ghost houses were my favorite levels. Yeah. Almost. And because there's a mini boss usually in those as well. Yeah, yeah. And they're all super interesting. It's like, you know, a lot of them take you at first uh, 
a minute or two to figure out because it's never just oh hit it with shells usually you right, usually have right. to have some knowledge of the enemy or think it out just for a second yeah they're not really that hard but i always had a, a fun time with them uh yeah i mean once you know what to do then they're always very easy it's just kind of figuring out what to do is the the challenge of each boss yeah yeah and then you know kind of back to the lack of power-ups i was i remember being super disappointed the first time i played this game because i saw all these yoshis of you know there's a ton of different colors here not just the red blue and yellow mm-hmm. and green you know and i was like man i bet they all have different powers but you know how they kind of did no. on super mario no they're all just i was like man i wish that would have been cool to i don't yeah, know have the, have that earthquake power that no one ever used yeah i i loved it but it's just not that great like in most no, levels no no I wanted to like it. I, one other thing I wanted to bring up that is only tangential to this game would be the commercials for it. I don't know that I recall them. Really? You have no memory of this? I don't think so. Uh, is there any way you can just go watch it right now? It's 30 seconds. And I kind of implore you at home, if you haven't seen this commercial, please check it out. It is the pinnacle of 90s extreme commercials wasted oh, on a game no. that is so not extreme I, I i think i do remember where the guy's eating like an explodes yes. or whatever okay yes. yeah, yeah that's straight out of the uh, monty python meaning of life <laughs> yeah it is only grosser no i do remember yeah because it's like oh it, it is super 90s I, I know exactly what you mean yeah it is ridiculous how like extreme and in your face they try to make this super sweet beautiful game <laughs> yeah it is totally um unfitting but in a way fitting because such a gentle, wonderfully nice game has the harshest sound, <laughs> at least in the 8 and 16 bit era. Yeah, it's up there. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I. Yeah, I mean, uh, people would leave the room when I play this game sometimes, <laughs> especially towards the end when I'm losing that baby a lot. Yeah, it's it's rough. And it's like you can use more stars, and it's like, why? So I can listen to this thing more? Like, I'd rather just die and get it over with. (laughs) Right. I definitely see that. Well, this is it. The level-by-level portion of our show. And this game has a bajillion levels. Yeah, it's, well, 48 without counting the bonus levels. Yes. And, you know, this is one of those games where... There's so much to do in each level when if you're trying to uncover the secrets of all the red coins, all of the sunflowers, that we could spend four episodes just going over the levels in that kind of detail. <laughs> but we're not going to. It, it's it's not really that necessary either. It's They're usually pretty telegraphed, at least for most of the game. Mm-hmm. But we do want to talk about each of the worlds, in turn, a couple levels, and especially the bosses you're going to fight, because that is the best part of these games. Sure. And... In between each levels and at the beginning of the game, you are treated with a pretty good rotating world map of Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah. And it is cool because it is a zoomed in version of the island you start at in Super Mario World. Mm, Pretty sweet. But with each world, you rotate a little further around the island and explode or destroy each uh, area you had to deal with. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's six areas i guess um and like we said they each have eight levels one of which you know is there's two like fortress levels basically mm-hmm. and you do get a little map but it's all linear you know you're just going and you know and right away you'll see the uh pretty awesome like crayon aesthetic that they use through a lot of this game for the backgrounds and they look great and it's nice because it tells you oh two levels till i get to the ghost house or mini boss and then three levels till the end you kind of have an idea of what you're dealing with in each world that way 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, uh, you have a little cutscene where the stork is accosted, and one of the Mario children is dropped into Yoshi's village and lands right on the back of a Yoshi. Ready to go. <laughs> a green Yoshi, and then you just start your way through the level, and this first level is really just teaching you how the controls of this game work. Yeah, you have a lot of the message boxes that will give you a, th- a little, you know, control primer there for whatever, you know, they go through and kind of these early levels at least are kind of themed around a thing where like the first one's like shooting eggs and mm-hmm. so, you know, you and the basics there. For most of the game, the main enemy of this uh Yoshi's Island is the shy guy. Yeah, I I that is one thing I do like is that they they brought back some Super Mario Brothers 2 enemies, you know, you have Sniffits in there as well. Mm-hmm. Points, so but pretty cool. It's, it's cool that that's like the default, not the Goomba or Koopa in this one. And just, you know, set it apart from the other core Mario games. Yeah, which, you know, and maybe that's part of the weird continuity or maybe this was a, a weird dream or something. And they're actually in Subcon. Whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> and every level does have a pretty fun name as well. Yeah, yeah. But also in that first world, you are exposed to uh, swimming. Yeah. The, the little sunflower the little sunflower creatures. Yeah, and there's also uh, um <clears throat> this game does something that I really like where it has the way they do their like caves and stuff when you go inside, you know, where it's like you can kind of see a um what looks like the entrance to a cave on a wall and then when you move through it reveals the interior of it. It kind of reminds yeah. me of like the way they hide maps in old uh in the Dragon Warrior games or uh even Ultima Quest of the Avatar, we have this different viewpoint that I've always really liked. And I've always, I wish that more games would have used it. Like, you know, like if in Zelda 2, when you went inside a house, it just uncovered, you know, that little square there. And that was the house inside instead of making a separate screen. I don't know. It's it's a neat effect that I thought would be a bigger part of the game. And, that you know, they do use it at multiple parts, but it's not as, uh, not as prevalent as I kind of would have liked. I can see that. <laughs> now, this game does also have a bunch of strange ghosts in it. There are water ghosts. There are weird bullet ghosts. Yeah, those. Yeah, those are. Uh, they are bullet ghosts. I didn't th- think of. I, I thought they kind of reminded me of the dolphins in Super Mario World, but just an outline. They have a similar face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then another cool enemy is the gigantic chain chomps you're going to deal with in the first couple levels. Yes, you'll see them in the background, and then uh, they will shoot up, and then, I mean, they'll hurt you if they hit you, but they will also eliminate a huge swath of terrain. Mm-hmm. And then also many times throughout the levels, uh, you're going to find what look like flippers for a pinball machine. Oh, sure. Yes. They're a pretty unique kind of like gating mechanism where they'll, they'll only open one way. They'll let you through if you're walking one direction. So it's, uh, you know, you'll see those quite frequently, actually. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, every level does have at least one little ring that is your continue point. Mm hmm. And some levels even have two. In fact, a lot of them do, and that always threw me off. Oh, yeah. Get your hopes up when you see the first one. You're like, oh, I'm halfway there. And it's nope. You're a third of the way there. Fool. And then once you're, you know, halfway through, you get to your first kind of fortress level, which is, uh, you know, nothing too crazy here. I do like how um, you do see, and mostly in fortress levels as well, where you'll have traps or obstacles. Like here, you'll have these spinning kind of spike balls or whatever and it's like you see little shy guys pushing it around or you know they make it this weird kind of mechanical explanation of why these certain things are moving that uh, i think is pretty cool yeah and just like the other games the mid fortresses or ghost houses usually have some sort of kind of puzzle element in them 
to figure out which order you go through doors or uh, something like that. Well, you're almost always looking for a key yes, as well. Yes, and there's so. a key involved. Yeah, uh, at least one. And I don't know, I guess those keys are what really made it, made a difference for me because and these were the levels where I was the least kind of bored, you know, where I was like, oh, I got to find figure out where this key is. So, yeah, something. Yeah, and the boss of this level is Bert the Bashful. Yeah, we'll typically get one of these little scenes where Magic Koopa comes in and enlarges an enemy or, you know, enchants it into a boss monster. Yeah, and it's a cool little like rainbow effect that he like sprinkles some magic powder across the screen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then them enlarging and stuff uh, is very. This game's using that uh, Super FX chip to stretch and you know move this stuff, so it looks great. Oh yeah, and this boss Bert the Bashful, pretty easy boss to deal with. Um, it is a bouncing creature, mm-hmm. and luckily the boss grows so large that his feet take up many blocks of space yeah so there's little grooves where you can kind of duck down and hide if you can't get out of the way yeah and then for most of these bosses uh the real goal is try to get there with as many eggs as you can yeah that's true i always tried to because there are frequent spots where you will see a white block with green polka dots that's like your egg block and you can hit up to Mm -hmm. six eggs and max out there and or sometimes there are pipes that have uh Shy guys are one creature that will keep popping out until you have eaten six of them. Yeah, so you just keep laying them eggs and, and and save them up, especially for these bosses. Because, I mean, even though, like here, there's a little plant that will shoot out eggs you can uh, eat. Yes, on this one. But later, you usually have to get your eggs from the boss, and they dole them out far fewer than you would like. Yeah, for sure. So, of course, the tactic for destroying this boss is just to hide in that crack, and then whenever you're free, shoot some eggs. Because these eggs do bounce. Yeah. So if you hit a wall... It's going to bounce back into the boss usually, especially when they're so big. And and here, when you hit it, it's Bert's pants sink fall down a little bit. So you eventually uh, egg the pants off of him. Mm-hmm. And he's so embarrassed you win the battle. Lucky you. Now, through the next couple of levels, you're going to be introduced to shy guys on stilts, which are usually pretty funny. They're just tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These uh, one mechanic I do like in this game is that rotating platform that is a uh, red that when you jump on it, you make it go forward as you rotate the panels. Yeah, or it's on a little like line. I love that too. That that was fun. It's a very satisfying loop of mechanics there. Yeah, absolutely. And more, you know, sweet graphics, like all these backgrounds, there's usually lots of, I mean, this is a game with a ton of like sunsets, Eric. So Oh, so many gradiated sunsets that look awesome. Even like the forest areas, just so many colors. They really do a great job of dithering that color from the top of the screen to the bottom it looks so good all the time yeah for sure and a lot of the levels also have foreground elements you know that are just there to kiss the bottom edges of the screen you know taking up some space like extra flowers or things like that yeah it's a uh, lush very lush backgrounds uh we also must talk about world one seven just because of the long-standing i guess meme or internet joke about it oh what's that uh that's the title of the level and uh that is touch fuzzy get dizzy Oh, oh yeah, it's the fuzzies, yeah. And they are a creature that when you touch them, well, you kind of start tripping for a few moments. It's a weird effect because, you know, it's the screen starts wavering around, but it... As does the music. Yeah, and the, the music slows down and gets strange. Your controls are, are sluggish and weird. And, you know, you'll see the ground warping, but it, it's not just an illusion. Like, it really will warp and, like, push you down, like, become a hill and you can fall in a pit or something. Yeah, 
So it took me a minute to figure out what was really going on where I was, you know, I'd be like, well, just ignore it and head right. And it's like, no, you can't because <laughs> it, it is changing the background. It's, it's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get into some caves and they also look super cool. You get like lots of good backgrounds of stalactites and stalagmites. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then eventually you get to the castle of the first world. Yeah, Salvo the Slime's castle. Yes, there is a weird like ghost that's like a like a like an elevator ghost. Yeah, some weird ghosts like that in this game. Uh, but again, this level is all about figuring out how to get that key and then getting the key and then moving it back to the door. Yes, not too complicated. No, and at the end you fight Salvo the Slime. Yeah, it was like a little pretty cute little blob that gets enlarged and then is a, a gigantic blob. Yes. And what's interesting about him is when you hit him, he splits into yeah. smaller blobs. And it's just one of those bo boss fights where you just got to really keep just firing as much as you can, I felt like. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty simple fight. So just gun, gun him down, blast away. Mm -hmm. And then you get to move on to World 2, where you meet the Koopas and Paracoopas. Yeah, and this is where, you know, the levels are, are getting pretty big because there's optional areas to check out you know yeah i mean there are many parts to the level starting with this one and you see a lot more of of the mini games frequent mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these levels i know we see uh in two one I, I don't know if this is the first time we see them but poochie that giant dog mm -hmm. that you know it's usually on a little screen and you have to like ride him over some spikes or through something you know yeah poochie does make an appearance later on in uh yoshi's woolly world as a main character. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then you also have the the sunflower enemies that shoot out petals, but are also a great way of getting eggs. Yeah, they're, they're pretty large, and I, I kind of hate them. Yeah, they take a, a good jump to get over. And then you also have the introduction of the crates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crates are, you know, you'll see them about, you have to stomp them, or I, I think there's other ways, too. Mm -hmm. uh, we also meet the baseball characters. Oh, yeah. And, and these guys are jerks. Yeah, there are ones that are baseball catchers and ones that are uh, batters, pitchers. Oh, goodness. There are some <laughs> pitchers and there are some batters you'll find. And they both have the ability to knock your eggs right back at you. Yeah, and uh, pretty accurately, too. So <laughs> got to be on your toes. Uh, you also have the uh, cactus. What are the cactuses? Pokies? Pokies, pro tip, if you stomp anywhere, if you do your butt stomp anywhere on the screen with them, they collapse for a few moments. Wow. Yeah, see, I, I didn't realize it had that kind of effect when I was playing at all. So I'm sure there's plenty of places that is helpful. And then here in uh, the second world, you'll find a, a ghost house. Yes, Bigger Boo's Fort. Yeah, which is, you know, it's it's a it's similar to previous ghost houses, too, in that there's lots of doors that kind of have you changing screens back and forth till you figure out the, the right way, you know, to get the key and get to the right door. And the right door has Bigger Boo, a gigantic Boo boss fight. Yeah, where he's just a, a giant Boo. Um, you have to hit him in the face, so you have to turn your back and he follows classic boo rules yeah yeah so you have to turn your back on him and then bounce an egg off the wall to hit uh to do damage but he's so big and the room's so small that it's hard not to hit him yeah definitely uh, you do have the cave of the mystery maze in this area too and that is a gigantic level that oh man I, it took me forever to figure out how to get through that cave oh yes it is a large level and it all comes down to like you having to see that there's a jumping spot on a destroyable ledge yeah. and you have to shoot it from off screen. And that took me forever to get. 
Yeah. Yep. I know. It's, yeah, I did the exact same thing where I was like, "What? What do I got to do to get up to here?" Like, but uh, fortunately, it's a really good looking cave. You got lots of fog and sweet waterfalls in the background. When you do make it through, you get a, a spectacularly Rygar worthy sunset. Oh yeah, and if you want, I mean, gosh, so many good sunsets. The next level, uh, uh, Lakitu's Wall. First of all, Lakitu's in, in back. Oh, yep. he's so easy to deal with. You just Yoshi his cloud and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. No problem there. But this is like a pink to blue sunset, sunrise. I don't know. This level looks so cool. Yeah, it's like just like pre-twilight, you know, or like the sun's down, but it's not dark yet. Yeah. And then you have the boss level of this area, the final castle. And this is a classic ride the thing over lava level. Yeah. In this case, it's a bunch of platforms and they're the type where you can see the little wire. The wire. follow. And that's pretty easy. The second half of the level is a little harder where there's these uh, rows of shy guys that hand bombs to each other trying to drop them on you. Yeah, they're like on the ceiling. It's pretty uh, It's pretty cool. It's another one of those things where I was like, okay, that's a funny, you know, they could just have the bombs dropping and no one would have batted an eye, but little. And then also, I think this is where they introduced that rotating arrow lift. Oh, sure. Yes. It looks like it's made of like wood kind of. Mm-hmm. And unlike the previous Mario, like, movable lifts where it just goes in one direction, this is constantly spinning, and whenever you land on it, it goes in that direction. Yeah, and, so, and then you can kind of hop when you're riding it to let it change direction, but I think it only moves clockwise, and uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a little tricksy. There's a brown one that lives forever, and then a blue one that only has a limited amount of time in this world. Mm. And then the boss is Roger the Potted Ghost. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, it took me a minute or two to figure out what the heck I was doing here. Yeah, I wasted a lot of uh, eggs shooting at him. Where <laughs> it's, a, it's a ghost that's coming out of a little flower pot. He's got a flower on his head. Pretty funny looking. And you've seen these flower pots around uh, before. A lot of times when you push them off a ledge and break them, there will be a key inside. Yeah, they're, they're, you'll see a lot of them. And it's like when you see them, time to start smashing. Mm-hmm. And hilariously, my daughter just went right. She knew what to do instantly. And I felt so dumb. <laughs> well, you're on a you're on a small ledge with uh, in the center of the room with uh, some gaps on the left and right. And you have to shoot eggs at the pot to knock it backwards. And eventually, oh, or you can just run up and push the pot. Oh, yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah. And but there are little shy guys pushing it back. So it's like correct. You, 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 and then the boss will shoot fireballs at you every once in a while. Yeah, so it's like you can push them a little bit, then you have to back off and dodge and then keep going. And so, you know, it just takes a little while to to get it done, but it's it's really not tough once you know what you're doing. No, those fireballs are so slow that you're good. Well, after your battle with the ghost, you move on to World 3, and it is a land full of monkeys. Yeah, some pretty cute monkeys. I feel bad about shooting them and hurting them. Yeah, luckily you don't kill them. They just, like, pass out. yeah. But this is some great backgrounds. I love the trees. I love you got vines hanging, you know. Yeah, you can see the sun shimmering out back there. And it's just a great uh, jungle and forest all around. The monkey's mechanic is they throw things at you, but they will also swing down and steal the baby. Yeah. And if you think that's annoying, just wait. But they usually (laughs) this is an area with uh, you start to see quite a few watermelons, too. Yeah. But I never really felt like I, I could use the watermelons that well like they i got to kill one or two enemies with it and that was it yeah i mean i would just take it when i could but you know Mm -hmm. uh the forest level you get some uh, possibly problematic uh spear wielding shy guys 
Yeah, I can see that. They they are annoying as well because when you jump over them, they'll kind of jab upwards uh-huh. with their spears, and um, that will be used to annoying effect later on in the game. Yes, indeed. But you also have the first appearance of those uh, little spiky creatures that you cannot eat, but you can knock like around a little bit with your tongue. Yeah, and they're usually they're very annoyingly placed as well. Usually, like always. And the mini boss world is the fourth one here. Mm-hmm. And it is like a little mini castle, but a castle on the water. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of ruins, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks cool. Like I <laughs> I could see Simon Belmont in here. Indeed. Uh, you also have to deal with the crabs for the first time in this area. Yeah. And they're annoying just because they take so many hits. Mm hmm. But uh, then you have the boss, and what a crazy boss fight, because it'll flip flip a little bit on you here. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, growing the enemy, the evil Magic Koopa shrinks you. Yeah, which is fun. And then there's a frog that uh, eats you. Yes, Prince Froggy. So you're inside a little stomach, and there's like a, a uvula hanging down, and, and you have to keep shooting it with eggs that you get from... Was it eating like enemies or something keeps dropping in, right? Uh. Enemies drop, and then so does just, like, things that hurt you. Gotcha. And if you stay at the, the, the sides, I, I don't think you can ever get hit. Yeah, it's it, it's not really that tough, but it is a fun little thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you move on to, you know, more jungle lands, but a lot of areas that have no floor to them, and things start really picking up uh, in the instant kill section here. Yeah. And they'll also do this thing a lot of times where there is the the yellow material that you can shoot through or enemies can break through. Yes. And they'll make the whole levels floor out of that. So you have to be very careful where you shoot. Yeah, definitely. Um, or stomp, you know? Yeah. And this is where I use a lot of that rewind feature. Mm, I, I could see that. Uh, and then embarrassingly, there's a cave level that I got stuck at for a while because I forgot how the, the game worked. <laughs> and you have to like leave and come back in through a different area to get the key oh okay okay yeah and i just didn't think to leave this area so i just was going back over the same route like 15 times trying to figure out what little thing i missed <laughs> and then finally you make it to the final level of this area the boss level the naval piranha's castle <laughs> yeah yeah naval piranha and which um just this castle starts with this weird ghost battle where you have to like there's a ghost that's like the the length and entire width of a passage that you're trying to walk down. So you have to keep like shooting it in the face to slowly force it back. Yeah, it's weird, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple giant ghost spots in here. Yeah, you have uh, that guy appears in different ways to yeah to thwart you. But luckily for you, he spits out an enemy every once in a while. So you just have to be patient. Sure, you'll be well armed. And again, this is another maze area where you just have to figure out which path to take to find that key although you are taught a very interesting trick in this level yeah that is the ability to bounce and skim your eggs across the surface of water oh yes there are a couple places it's kind of required and well i think you know that since you were just taught this technique it's probably (laughs) going to come into play once you get to that boss yeah and this is a a, this boss is a a giant piranha plant Mm -hmm. it's on a platform over some water and um and it does have a weak spot with a little bandage on it, kind of at the bottom. But for me, you probably didn't see that. And you wasted a ton of eggs 
shooting it in the no. face and mouth and <laughs> to no effect. Like, what is going on? Like, maybe I got to do it 12 times, maybe 18. Who knows? And then eventually you accidentally shoot one in the water and you feel uh, like a fool. I, I knew right away. I was like, well, they just made me do that thing four times in a row. That's got to be the boss mechanic. I kept thinking there was some other way if I could get behind it because I was like, there's no way that's too hard uh, for some reason. (laughs) But it's not. You just have to get that angle right. And it is a little tricky at first, but it's very helpful if you use your trigger to to lock it in place. Right on. Uh, And you only have to hit him three times. And that's that's it for the giant piranha plant. Right on. You move on to world four. And the first level, Go Mario Go, is your first chance to really get to run wild with that superstar. Yeah, and you know, this is an, an area where I I've kind of used... There's a way to get infinite one-ups here because there are these pipes that will emit Shy Guys infinitely. And you can... There's a couple Koopas and some pipes right nearby. So you can get um, a shell going back and forth, just like in previous Mario games. But now you don't have a time limit, so you can just let it go for as long as you want. Gotcha. That's right uh, at the beginning of the level too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I did that. I got like 15, 20 lives here just because even though I, I've, again, I was like, well, I don't really need lives, but I was like, well, I'll make sure I got them all now. I thought it might be like a Mario 3 situation where you don't really need lives until that last world and then you need yeah. all of the lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I was with you. By the end, I had so many. Yeah, I had like 50, like where I was like, oh my gosh. And then you also have the fuzzies return here. Ugh, the, yeah, and the fuzzies are hard because they are, they're also pretty large and avoiding I just, them. I just let them hit me. Yeah, that yeah, because it's like it takes so long for it to wear off, and you have to be avoiding getting hit again by them. Like it's tough. <laughs> I just deal with it and run, try to float as much as possible. But the Super Mario part of this level that is a blast. Sure, uh, you have a cool cave level with lots of awesome waterfalls going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also get you know kind of rarer in this game the forced scrolling levels. Yeah, and they are painfully slow. Oh, it's yeah, they're rough, too, because um, and, and we'll also see them like in World 4-3. There's a section where you have a bunch of these platforms with numbers on them that are counting down each time you jump on them. So you don't you you, you have to get it right. And maybe not the first time, but pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. And then the fort level of the halfway point of this world is pretty interesting because the first half is a chase. Yeah, you're being chased by a giant uh, chomp. And if you think you can just let it go past you, you're wrong. Did no. you try that? Uh, no, I, I didn't try it, but I, I didn't think you... Because oh, it'll eat all the floor, right? Well, that and like it moves at a weird speed, so you're just like stuck with it, kind of. Oh, okay. So you just want to run from it, and it does get a little hairy. It can, yeah. But the second half is your more standard find the key. Uh, the only downside of it is I thought I was really smart because I was like, ooh, I chose the right door right away. I found the key in the first one of four choices. Yeah, yeah. Turns out there's four keys. Yeah, this is one where it's it's got a kind of X-shaped room, and the the final true door is right in the middle. But each of when you go through it, you just will see another locked door, and that that will happen a few times until you have all four keys. I really felt so smart. Yeah, I did too. I was like, man, we're really lucky here. And then uh, they also have the first rotating 3D platform in this level. Some rare super effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like polygon action going on. But your boss is Marching Mildy, and there's these little Kirby-looking creatures that just don't do anything but walk at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can't turn them into eggs, right? They're one of no, the things. It's you can like spit you them can, back out. Yeah. But here, one of them gets enlarged. And it's a cool boss fight, though, because, well, at first, you really don't know what to do with this thing. At least I didn't. 
Right. Your eggs bounce right off of it. But if you jump on top of it and do your stomp. Then you break it into smaller ones. So or it shrinks. It's a matter of, yeah, and then, you know, you just got to stay on top of it. It's, I don't know. This one is pretty easy once you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It looks awesome, though. After that, you have another classic uh, level design of the water is the floor, and you just have to stay on the platforms and avoid the fish jumping out of it. Mm -hmm. As we look through these levels, it's just hard not to go, oh, and another awesome background and gradated sunset or this and that. And then the final part is another big castle. It's Hookbill the Koopa's Castle. And you got some interesting new mechanics here. There's Shy Guy Ghosts. Yeah. There's a bucket that sometimes has goodies in it. Sometimes you ride the lava in it. There's also this new lava monster. Yeah, and it's it's pretty goofy looking. <laughs> yeah, it just jumps out at you, but it is super goofy looking. Again, <laughs> this one is all about finding that key. And then one other thing I love is that there's a new tile type you find in this castle, and that is the breakout tiles. Oh, right. Yeah. Where you just use your egg like the breakout ball and the more the, the different colors take different hits to explode. Yeah, it's really fun to get them bouncing around in there. Pretty rewarding. I like those little sections. And then the boss is uh, Hookbill, the Koopa turned giant. Yeah, and he's huge, uh, you know. He's coming over. for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's an interesting fight because I, again, wasn't sure what to do at first. Mm-hmm. I hit him a few times. It didn't seem to do much. But what you have to do is you have to get him on his back. So you have to hit him multiple times, enough times to flip him over. Yeah, within like a certain amount of, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like he'll he'll reorient himself if you wait too too long. Uh, but it takes three ground pounds and he is done. Koopa dust. You move on to world five. And this is the snow levels. And the snow looks great. It is a blizzard going on here. And mm-hmm. it's not slippery. It just obscures your view. Yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, the second level has the fun skiing part, but the not so fun riding on a ski lift portion. Yeah. The fort in the middle of this one is very large, and it is quite the maze trying to figure out where you need to go to get your key. Yeah, you'll see little, like, soldier men who appear to have spiny shells on their heads. You obviously cannot jump on them. Nope, but it is the boss of this area that I want to talk about. Sluggy the Unshaven. (laughs) This is one of my favorite fights in the the game. Yeah. It is such a cool fight, and it's a cool-looking boss. It is a slime uh, with some crazy hair sticking out of it. Yeah. But you can see its heart. It is translucent. Yeah, and its heart has hair. Yes, a hairy heart. (laughs) Uh, And it's slowly advancing towards you. Uh, The only thing separating you and death is a ledge, and on the edge of that ledge is one of those flowers that shoots out eggs. So you know you need to be shooting as many eggs as possible. But when you hit it, it doesn't seem to hurt it at all. It just makes a dent into it. Yeah, so you got to lay into it, man, and keep shooting in the same spot and working your way in to actually hit the heart itself. And you have to do that three times. Which can get a little hairy if you waste some time at the beginning like I did. But it's Same totally- here. I was, I was at the very edge of that thing. I was like, come on. <laughs> there, there was a small chance I was going to get knocked off for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, once you're through with that, though, you are on to the seaside. And woo, now you got to deal with flying birds. Yeah, these birds, the goonies. I mean, they're easy enough to deal with because they just are one lick and they're eaten. Yeah, but they start coming in like waves and patterns. That, and this they're is a this is a, a big area where I, I noticed like when you see all these birds and I'm like, it's, you know, I, I want to jump over them and bounce and keep going and then flutter. But it's like I keep screwing up my jumps because I'm not sure where exactly to land or, or I can't land where I, I feel like I should, you know? Yeah. And the, one of the other cool thing about the cloud world is that it has what looks like no place to land at first. Yeah. 
I was baffled by this for a minute. I was like, all right, leap of faith, I guess. Or until you might see a shy guy walking on these giant cartoon clouds. Yeah, there are hash marks that show you the the path on them, the, the, the crest of the hill on them. But otherwise, it looks like you should be going to your doom. Mm-hmm. And the castle of this area is Raphael's. Raphael the Raven. Yeah, he's cool but rude. The Raven. And this is quite the level because you start way outside the castle. You got to make your way up through the castle, all the while riding on so many annoying arrow, uh, those arrow lifts, the rotating arrow things. Uh-huh. Oh, and there's like a certain areas that, like this is a castle that kind of gave me some trouble in the point where, okay, like we've talked about the piranha plants before and they'll, they'll, you know, but there's ones that will spit stuff at you. And it's like, you can't actually kill them. You just stun them for a little while and they kind of sleep and then will come back. So it, it can make it a little tricky to get past, you know? But if you know you can ground pound and knock them out, it makes it a lot easier. That's true. I get. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was too cautious to ground pound at certain. You know what I mean? Where you're on oh, these yeah. like curvy wooden paths and stuff. Uh, the very end has these weird bird creatures you got to fight. Yeah, they're like they look like big fat goonies. Yeah. Yeah, they're so crazy. But then you get to the boss, Raphael the Raven, and what an interesting boss fight. Yeah, this one took me a minute too because you leave the castle and are now on the moon, a moon. Yeah, a very small, like, almost like the little prince, you know? It's like a, a tiny little round moon, I guess. And it, it, you have four holes at equidistant points in it, and there are two pegs. And when you stomp on one, it will come out the other side. Yeah, and at first I was, of course, you have to hit him with a peg. That's, you know, what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I just couldn't get the timing right until I realized, oh, you can jump on this guy and stun him. Yeah. Well, see, I it took me a minute with the pegs because I was like, I was stunning him plenty, but I was like, this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But yeah, what you want to do is stun him opposite a lifted up peg, run around. And it's, it is, this I think is one of the most challenging boss fights because you have very little time from when you stun him to get to that peg to, to ground pound it. Yes, you got to be on it. And your crazy, weird flutter jump does not do you any favors with lining up on that peg. No, it's it, but by this point where it's like if I'm not blatantly just trying to go for as much distance with the jumps, I would just, I, you know, I, I started doing like tap jumps instead of normal holding to get, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Because if you hold it all down too long, then you're going to start fluttering and it's like, ugh. And you just have to hit him three times and then he's destroyed. And then once you've de- defeated him, well, you're treated with a nice little scene as the entire island rotates. And you've beaten all the things on the ground. And now little Yoshi climbs up a bunch of clouds to the top. Yeah, you're in. This is Koopa land now. That's right. right? You're going to take the fight to Koopa in the skies. You know, and it starts with you'll see some new stuff. These weird skeleton goonies. Sometimes they drop bombs. There's burning shy guys. Also, these levels are crazy long. Yes, very long. They're not like, you know, they're they're pretty linear, or at least at the beginning. You get those like karate or boxing shy guys. Oh, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll knock you around for certain. Uh, then you have the awful cave of bandits. And these guys have popped up a little bit before, but now they're like oh. a common enemy that is trying to steal the baby. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this because these guys suck because you have to like jump on them, what, three times? Oh, I don't know because I only ran from them. Okay, or I think if you, you can jump on them three times or if you stomp on them, it will defeat them. But they literally are just... They're kind of like jerk shy guys that will just, they come straight for the baby. They grab it and they start running. Yeah. 
And I just, I was having none of that. Anytime I saw them, my entire goal was to jump, fly over them and get Agreed. out of there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good strategy for certain. And then there's a, a big star section too at the end of the second one with all the spikes. Just got to push through as fast as you can. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird, uh, the level of the spinning logs. Oh, yeah. Where you just have to do a lot of light jumping. I mean, that whole level is there's no floor and it's all about not getting hit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the fourth level is Tap Tap the Red Nose's Fort. Yeah. And this is actually one of the more linear uh, castle levels. It's just yeah. also very long. It, it, this has a very uh, Super Mario Brothers 1 kind of feel. You got like the fire chains, uh, although now you have booze. There's this part in the middle where it's kind of a puzzle, but you every place you go is either a dead end or what you need to do. So it's less confusing than many of the earlier ones. Yeah, well, you kind of got them with all the pipes and the different mm -hmm. rooms to go in. Yeah. And then at the very end is your boss across a sea of lava. Tap, tap the red nose, a giant spiky creature. Yes. Uh, one of the worst creatures, you know, in the game. Yes. Normally. And now it's large. You can do nothing to it. But luckily it is standing over a pit of lava and the blocks it's on are those breakout style blocks that disappear after being hit a few times. And I wish this boss fight lasted longer because I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not too bad because uh, tap tap just jumps around or whatever. And there's uh plants spewing out eggs. So you grab those and keep shooting them down. It's, it's pretty sweet and rewarding. Yeah, once you make a large enough hole in the floor for him to jump through, and he does, you've defeated the boss. Yes, and then... <laughs> the boss of the fort. Then you move on to the very long cave. And then long it is. It's a huge cave. It is so long. And that's all I'm going to say. It is just so long. There's nothing new in here. It's just long and uh, super annoying. There's quite a few. Yeah, and there's a section towards the end where it's like there's the platforms and those... Oh, you know, we've never mentioned... Falling. Yeah, those boulders, though. There's these boulders in the game that you can push, but they just have such a slow momentum that I hate them. It's weird, too, because um, you, you by standing on top of them on certain angles, you'll get them to start rolling and stuff. So it's they, they can be tricky, but if they get in behind you and hit you or, you know, you can get flung really far if you're not ready. Yeah. Uh, following that, you have the deep underground maze. And I didn't really find this maze to be that mazy or confusing, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just basically you can only go in certain loops. Yeah, Each one gets I, you to a new area. And then our last normal level is keep moving. It sucks. You are being chased once again by a giant chomp, but only this time, everything below you is death. Yeah, pretty much. You've got like one second long platforms yeah, you have to run across and then double back to get on normal moving platforms. Over spikes. <laughs> but of course... And then the second um, half where th there is some this is where you really want to be able to use your flutter jump to a certain extent where you start getting these uh, jumps over platforms over nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you got to you got to squeeze every bit of distance you can out of it. And then the final section is you're riding these rails that launch you off and you just have to have like faith that you're going to be put somewhere close to where you need to go. Right, right. But this level is so huge. Yes. And it looks good, too, man. It's like a winter night. You got lots of sweet uh evergreen trees in the backgrounds and we could say it for literally every other yeah section but the backgrounds are amazing so good and the final level is of course king bowser's castle which you start out far outside of the castle yeah you're kind of in a it's like a nighttime forest you got a little helicopter section here where you fly over a huge gap of nothing and then you agree with a choice of doors labeled one through four that are spinning 
Yeah, so you just got to take your chances here. And each one is a different path through this final level. I thought I would have to do like each one. Yeah, I was kind of worried myself, but I got lucky, man. I got the the easy one with all the coins. Oh, the one that was just coins? Um, Like a giant wall of coins? Yeah. You were lucky. I mean, I got ones with some shy guys, but it wasn't that hard. It was not as hard as some of the previous levels we'd just been through. For sure, yeah. Because there's, and they're actually not that long, the different ones, you know? No. And then the yeah. very last portion is an auto scrolling level. Yeah, you're trying to avoid. This is where Kamek, Magic Koopa's here. He's shooting, you know, they're shooting the little circle, square, triangle symbols that are magic and will turn, make these blocks, which are a good portion of the floor, disappear and turn into creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but that's also your only way of, of building up eggs at this point. That's true as well. And if you hit the block or get really close to the Magic Koopa, Kamek, or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he, he will disappear instantly. So you can kind of, if you stay on your toes, keep him at bay. For sure. Which takes us to the end of the level and the final boss fight, Baby Bowser. Yeah. It's a strange fight where, again, didn't know what to do at first. He <laughs> starts jumping around the room, and when he lands, he does like a ground pound that sends a shockwave across the floor yes and if that that can hit you and hurt you and you you might not realize it but you do have the same thing going on as well yes so you only have to hit it three times with your shockwave and you have defeated the first form of this boss yeah it kind of reminds me of like on trampolines you know when someone lands and you're going to land right after them to like super shoot them yeah very similar and so you have defeated the first form of baby bowser but the fight is not over. No, sir. This is when uh, he is embiggened by Magic Koopa, and you yes. are transported outside of the castle. And you see a giant, big, bad baby Bowser in the background. And as he rises to his full height, he then opens his mouth and starts shooting fire at you. Yeah, and it's coming straight out towards the screen, you know? Yes. Uh, and it's aiming for you, but meanwhile... There are large chunks of stone falling that are destroying the ground you're walking on. Yeah, so you're pretty quickly reduced to a few pillars that you have to jump back and forth from. And now you have to shoot eggs into the background, kind of. like It's kind of weird because you'll see the spot where you aim and then it has like a trajectory where it kind of goes up and down and then hits the Bowser. Sometimes, sometimes it goes too far. It's kind of weird, hard to aim. Agreed. And you can only get your eggs from these... Uh, balloons floating by with giant eggs on them which also are sometimes hard to get because you you have a limited amount of time before i'm not sure if you have have to hit him a number of times or hit him further back because he falls back a little bit each time you hit him yeah 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 i'm not sure either because i was wondering if it's like is it just like if he gets too close and it's just game over i wasn't gonna let that happen though no i didn't either yeah (laughs) you aim well and you can destroy him and then the tiny version of baby bowser falls close by and it's picked up by the Magic Koopa and flown away. That's right. You've done it. You have. And then you find the stork, the stork that had you and your brother, Luigi, who pops up out of his little bindle. <laughs> you free the stork and then fly on your way through some crazy pre-rendered cloud graphics. Yeah, it's, it, they like scale out towards the screen. It's like first person kind of. It looks cool. You get a full list of credits. And then you get your final cutscene. The one that I I take great umbrage with. <laughs> and it says, looks like they've arrived where mom and dad live. And then as it zooms mm-hmm. in, it shows a mushroom house. I don't know, man, unless maybe they're like Smurfs. Yeah, I don't know. And then the two <laughs> bundles are left on the mushroom house door. The lights come on 
And then some people in some wacky bedclothes open the door and hold up their two babies. And heroes are born. The end. Yay. Well, folks, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.5. Me too. The only thing that kept it from being a 5.0 was the baby noise. Yes, the baby scream. I agreed. I, I had the exact same thing to say. It's a bummer because everything else in this game is amazing. The sound is really good, but the graphics are just beautiful. Oh, yes, yes. A sunset lover's dream. <laughs> truly, truly. Next up is play control, and I gave it a 3.5. Okay, I went with a, a 2.5, but I, I will concede that some of it might just be personal bias. I felt like it never really asked you to do more than you could with that weird flutter jump, even though I didn't like it. It's just that anytime you got any new form of locomotion, be it a metamorphosis or that superstar, nothing ever felt like natural or right. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's not something where I feel like I would say it's necessarily bad. I just didn't really like it. I I never really felt in control or I don't you know. Oh, I know. I never felt in control either. <laughs> Following this is challenge factor. I wasn't really sure how to go because two point five, I guess, is it's not really hard. Like there's some. I gave it a two point oh. Okay, yeah, I was kind of leaning on the the lower end. I will go two point oh as well. I mean, I think anyone can beat this game. It just takes time. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. I gave it a 3.0. I I wanted to have so much more fun with this game. Yeah. It just sadly didn't click with me. Uh, And it's a bummer because I liked so many different parts of this game. Yeah, there's a lot to like here. And, you know, I don't know if it's just not really made for me, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like the core gameplay loop was just kind of repetitive, you know, a lot like Donkey Kong Country. Indeed. So, Nick, I ask you, as I do at the end of every show, should you play this game? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, at least to look at the game. Yeah, that's honestly, that's what kept pulling me through every time I was like, man, I'm kind of bored, but look at this cave or, you know. But more importantly, if you have a young one in your life, let them play this game because I think they get so much more out of it since they have that infinite level of patience. They don't have to run through a level, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next week's game will be Bionic Commando for the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to let us know how much you love Yoshi's Island, (laughs) you can do so at at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And there's a lot of you. I know there are, and I know a lot of you are going to be a little upset that we didn't love this game, but it's all right. We are glad you do love it, and we want to hear from you and why you do. Yeah, we want to represent all of you, so let us know. Yeah, you can uh, get in touch with us at Facebook at Cartridge Command or on the Twitterverse at Cart Command, or just check to see if we ever, you know, when we're uploading our new show, all that fun stuff. But of course, I like to go out of my way to thank the fine and wonderful folks that give to us each month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that keeps this show going. Yeah, it's really awesome. They keep us moving. We're moving otherwise, you and know, a grooving. <laughs> and if you'd like to hear more from us, there's more we'd love to tell you. We just have to find the time to do it. And a great way to get us more time is to give us more money. 
So if you don't give, please consider doing so, and we could perhaps expand this Cartridge Command empire. Mm-mm. So thank you all so very, very much. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that still, this this kind of squirrelness, squirrel, squirreliness. <laughs> First, I was really more explorative. <clears throat> I was more explore, uh, exp- exploration. I don't know. <laughs> Exploratorative? No, I don't know. Exploratory?